have fun with a bunch of strippers and blow. They won one Super Bowl. Who's calling him a fucking dynasty, dumbass? Edited. <laughs> the Howard Stern of sports. Please, police. <laughs> anyway, nine one one. Podcast just fucking went off the rails real quick. Hey, what's up? It's Arkan, and you are listening to Locker Talk Unfiltered with Brian and Jason. Listen to these guys. They got a lot to say. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another wonderful episode of Locker Talk Unfiltered. It is Monday. Uh, everybody say hi, Jason. What's up, everybody? John, John Luck from BTV is here this week. As our lucky guest. Hey, there we go. I have to apologize to the listeners. You know, we go from Tim McCone 98.5 to Christian Arcan on WEEI. I may bring down the credibility a little bit here, ah. but I'll try and uphold the uh, integrity integrity of the show. Well, that was fully expected when we got you in, so it's okay. <laughs> yes. Understandable. Yes, fully expected. We've gone totally regional this week. We uh, have. So we have. Let's jump right into it. We have a we have a fun show today. Oh God, do we ever? We have. What are we gonna talk about, Brian? We have the shit show in Qatar, Qatar, whatever, whatever the whatever fuck they pronounce it. it with. I don't know. Um, and then we're gonna go NFL Week Eleven. Boom. As always, NFL is probably one of our favorite segments on this show. I would say it is our favorite. And segment. then we're gonna go, um. Sports bucket list. Yeah. And then we're going to, in honor of Thanksgiving, we're going to wrap up the show with a little special Thanksgiving top five side dishes. And there may be a fight or two in this studio today. My fat ass is very excited about that one. (laughs) Well, yeah. Not quite as excited as you were when I brought home treats for the man cave. That's true. Good point. You pretty much raided the candy jar right out of the bag. Listen, Tootsie Pops, can't go wrong. <laughs> can't go wrong. But let's get right into it. Um, In full disclosure, I hate fucking soccer, um, which is why I'm actually enjoying being able to talk about this because we're not even really talking about soccer today as much as we are the political bullshit that's going on in that Q country. That Q country, um, good good expl- good good one. I, yeah, I like that. The yeah, Q country, the Q country, or or as Felder and Mal- uh, Maz say, the Palace Q. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So let's just get this out of the way. The U.S. plays Wales at one o'clock. Big big whoop. If hey, they, I'm excited about that. I really want to watch that. If they win that game, I guess they get out of. They got a good chance of getting out of them. Pool, but well, right now they have like a fifty-eight percent chance of getting out. So speaking of getting out of the pool, there's nothing fun going on in Qatar because, let's be honest, the World Cup is usually in like June or July, but apparently they had to do it in November because some fucking genius decided, hey, let's go play soccer in the desert and give all these fucking idiots. Heat stroke. Woohoo! Yay! You might as well put me up on a. Um, um, what are those? Get it out. Stilts. Use your words. And try to get me to walk. I mean, that's more exciting. But, yeah. It's definitely more exciting, actually. I'm not going to Fuck. Oh, God. This show is turning out to be fun already. So, and 
can I just throw this out there, people? No. If, if you Google Vagina Stadium, that's the stadium they're playing in. Because it's structured like the anatomical structure of a vagina. I really? believe the words you're looking for are labia and well, clitoris. So is this something I should search on the work computer oh. is the question? <laughs> no, you should, you should definitely okay, search no, this on, no, the, yeah. get on that. No. Yeah. Google no. that. Yeah, Google on the, on the work server. No. Absolutely. So, yeah, when you're done listening to this podcast, check that out, people. Just Google uh, Vagina Stadium Qatar. That's sorry, all you got to do. Sorry, I went on an anti-soccer rant. So, um, Jason, I don't know Uh-oh. if you're okay with this, but yeah. let's defer to the guest because I'm kind of interested to see what Luckboy has to say over here. Yeah, absolutely. Go for it, John. So here's the sad thing when we talk about the World Cup. There's a few interesting stories here. Brazil's dominance with Neymar. They're a popular choice to win the World Cup. Messi potentially playing in his final World Cup. The USA team back in the World Cup. So there's a lot of intriguing stories, but that's not what we're talking about. As you mentioned, Brian, Qatar has a lot of issues here. The fact that, A, we're playing it in November, which historically, just from a global sports landscape, that's an awful time of the year. Uh, but also, there's the beer situation with Budweiser that I'm sure we'll get into at some Absolutely. point here. Yeah, that's a huge one. But don't forget, there's a lot of human rights issues when it comes to Qatar. I'm not exactly well-versed when it comes to human rights here, but from a from a 500-foot view here, Qatar just doesn't seem like the right choice. Now, when you look at the previous sites here, I do have the list pulled up. Russia in 2018, a little bit of a problem there now. Uh, Brazil, South Africa, Germany, Japan, South Korea. There's more countries that have that global outreach. When it comes to Qatar, they just don't have that global outreach. This has always been about the highest bidder, and that's been FIFA's rap over the past number of years. The, The president of FIFA, as we talked about before, he had to step down because there were so many allegations against him as far as, you know, paying off for bribes. That's not exactly what you want when you're talking about a global game like football. I think he was on uh, before the opening match yesterday saying that this is the global game. Guess what? It's not the global game. It's a game of who's going to pay the highest to have this cheese ball fest coming into your country for a month and ruining infrastructure. I mean, in 2010, there there was always, um, right off the bat, there was concerns about all that. I mean, like, kind of like, kind of like you said, you know, the the bribery and the corruption of FIFA officials was was prominent right from day one, when they when they decided to have it in the Q country, right? I mean, like, who is it? The the, the head of European soccer actually was indicted, and there's been tons of arrests, you know, in in terms of that. So, uh, yeah, kind of like you said, to kind of kind of piggyback on that, you know, it's it, it's been an issue since day one, and the, the bribing, uh, the bribery, and the corruption is definitely an issue within FIFA. Can I can I also just mention that apparently the school systems in America have lied to us, because we were always told that you had to put U after Q. Cutter doesn't spell Cutter with a U, so the world spelling is fucked up. Out of everything we can talk about with the World Cup, you decide to talk about mm. the English language. The American education system is such a low hanging fruit. <laughs> we can well, spend another podcast y- talking about yes, that. Yes, we could. But um, one thing I do want to point out is also the conditions that these players are being forced to play in. I mean, not even the players, but also the fans. There's only like 4,500 hotel rooms because, you know, Qatar's not used to tourism because 
who the fuck wants to go sit in the desert? So now people are having to go outside the country, stay there, get like 24-hour passes essentially to come in. It's into almost like a 24-hour visa, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but that would be like when the World Cup comes to Foxborough in four years, that would be like somebody staying in like, I don't know, Dallas. The Arbor Mist Inn in yeah. Foxborough. Or, you know, no, like. It smells like cat piss, by the way. <laughs> Great. I don't even know how that's, you. That's, I, an, that's another story for another day. I don't even know how you know that. But another story for another day. Uh, you do some freaky shit in your life, so I'm just going to leave that one alone. Ooh. I did um, stay at a hotel once where there was a murder outside the day I checked out. So it was that. <laughs> wow. That's a story for <laughs> off air. I need to hear this. I need to hear this. So, um, yeah, but reining it back into soccer for a bit. Sure. Um, I think it's fucked up that they have to kind of stay at places that are like an hour and a half. I mean, like I said, that would be the equivalent of taking a flight from like Dallas to Foxborough. Right. Woo! I mean, think about this for a second too. I mean, you 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 touch upon the fact that you know there's a lot of people that have to stay outside of the country in order to kind of just attend the World Cup. But I, I mean, as much of an inconvenience as that is for for those fans that are doing that, think about it as well. Like they have to once they get into the country, there's so many laws that they have to abide by that they're not used to. You know, things like you know, we, this is that kind of the, the political part about this. You know, things like you know, homosexuality is banned in in Qatar, and that's like punishable by like death. You, know, you get stoned on the streets, crazy. Yeah. You know, there there's no alcohol. We we uh, you know, uh, John kind of touched upon the alcohol side. There, there's there's no al- alcohol. There's like a two drink minimum. Uh, public intoxication is, is punishable by like twenty years in prison. There, it's it, it's insane. I mean, things that you know, other countries, um, you know. They take things for granted, and you know, we we're here in the states, we're allowed to drink, you know, ten drinks, fifteen drinks, as long as you don't show that you're inebriated, right, Brian? Right. So, see, I have the built-in cripple card. Everybody thinks I'm inebriated just by breathing air. So, yeah, you know. Another thing is the out of wedlock sex, right? So you have to in Qatar, you have to be married in order to have sex. So, uh, hypothetical, let's say that you get caught having sex in Qatar with not being married. You know, and there's also the assumption too. Like, if you're if you're an out of country resident, if you're you know the, just the tourist, so to speak, and you're holding hands when you're with your wife on the streets, they're Im- immediately you know going to ask you, "Are you two married?" And if you're not married, you have the potential of being you know held. It's it's crazy. Yeah. So I mean, I I just don't know. And Budweiser paid like what seventy five million for the advertising rights and the um. What's the word I'm looking for? Sorry, people. It's Monday. Uh, ad rights and um, yeah, the ex- exclusivity basically. Yeah. There you go. Promotional rights too. Oh, that's like a thirty-point word in Scrabble. I might have to use yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, words with <laughs> friends is that still a thing? Uh, Brian, when's the last time you played word, Words with Friends? Uh, probably like 2010 when I was still in college. Gotcha. Uh, Go ahead. Although Sorry. I only got out in 2016, so uh, yeah. But on that 10-year plan. But it, and she, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and John was there for all of it. I'm there for the recap if you need it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> recap. 
Coach Wheels on the Sidelines, Inspiration Porn for Bridgewater State. Yay. Exploitation at its finest. Ah, uh, yeah. But Budweiser, man, like, you can't, you can't even drink. Like, I think the only thing they're allowing you to drink in the stadium is Bud Zero because it has no alcohol. Like, what the fuck? Do they still have the, the alcohol tents outside of the stadium? No. I, I don't I know think, if you guys, did you guys hear about that at all? I, no. I, no. Brian, I heard about it. Like they were, they were setting up outer, like, um, holding tents or sobriety yeah, tents. Exactly. So he, so be, because th- this was a compromise essentially between Budweiser, uh, you know, the, the the main sponsor for World Cup, um, and uh, the the country of Qatar. Sponsor was the word I was looking for. Sponsor. Yes. Very good. There it is. We need them, by the way. We, we do. need sponsors, people. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so the, the compromise between Qatar, uh, Qatar, 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 however the fuck you want to pronounce it. <laughs> it starts with the Q, ends with an R. Yeah. Anything in between. The Q country. Goes. Just call it the Q country. But the, the compromise was was setting up alcohol tents outside of the stadium where essentially you were able to, there was like two uh, two alcohol tents where you could go and you could buy beer. You had to buy, I think it was only a bottle, only bottles. To, uh, you you had to it was a two drink minimum but the 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 catch here is is that when you had your drink you were put into a, basically a holding area where you had to quote unquote sober up after one drink now the crazy part about that is, is you're left up to the Qatar officials to tell you whether you're sober or not so who knows when the fuck you're getting out of that holding tent right ladies and gentlemen the only thing i can tell you is Brittany Griner might get out of her holding tent Faster than they might get out of their holding tent and cutter. That's I mean, a sore subject, Brian. Well, that's what we do in this podcast. We address the sore subjects. Fair enough. I might have a... Never mind. I'm not going to go. You have a sore subject? Yeah, I, I may have one. Uh, oh, God, shout out to Dorothy and Toto. I may have one. You beat it raw. <laughs> shut up. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, raining it back in on Monday. Yeah. This is why I hate fucking soccer people, because, like, really, th- they do everything they can to kill the sport. It's not about the sport. It's about the money. You know what this is? This is the soccer equivalent of the LIV tour. It's who can generate the most money. That's a good take. That, that's, yeah. that's all this is. It's a good take. Because well, I mean, th- they're able to do that. I mean, soccer is the most popular sport on earth. So, I mean, th- according to all the other world, third world countries. Well, yeah. I mean, let's. L- l- this is the reason. I mean, we're not going to again. We don't want to get into the political side of everything, but th- I mean, this is the exact reason. This this sense of entitlement in terms of you know what Americans have, where oh, you know, soccer doesn't matter because it's it. You know, we don't think it matters, so therefore, it's not a global game when it's you know it's. It's the most recognized game on earth. Think about England, exactly. UEFA and uh, Premier League. Exactly, it's huge. It's yeah. huge over there. So, um, the, the crazy part about that is because it's such a global game and because it's the most popular game on earth, they're able to make it a cash grab. They're able to to profit on that, kind of like what we're doing with the NFL in the states, right? We're we're oversaturating the product. We're having you know, it's only a matter of time before we start having games on you know Fridays now. Oh, we have one. Well, the, the Black Friday that's, game. That's, that's right. You know, so. So it, it's kind of the same thing, but on a much larger scale. But we don't see it as a larger scale just because we don't, you know, we don't value the game as much. And to mm. use a couple of uh, 
American, you know, comparisons here. Think about the Olympics. They were projected to come to Boston at some point. The Summer Olympics, I think it was, what, 2028, 20, Something like yeah, that. Yeah, something, like, yeah. something yeah. like that. Boston recognized, oh, crap, we don't have the right infrastructure to carry something as global and as huge as the Summer Olympics. So did it catch bad press? Yes, but they at least realized that, you know what, probably not best for, for us to have this. The Summer Olympics in 96 in Atlanta, we talk about the stadium that looks like uh, the female anatomy, uh, Turner Field. That was an Olympic stadium. Unfortunately, that thing was a dumpster fire, so yeah. they had to go ahead and knock that down, build Truist uh, Field a few miles away. So the infrastructure for me is just the big issue here. Qatar is basically prostituting itself out here for FIFA for one month and opening itself up for so so many bad things here that could last for years to come and hurt its credibility on the global scale. Right. I mean, a lot of these countries, so a lot of the countries really want to host the World Cup. What, what, I mean, it's obvious, right? The reason for that. Yeah. I mean, it's obvious. You know, it's 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 the money that gener- that is generated coming in from the tourism and from, you know, the everything that people are buying. You know, you're, you're generating buzz around the country, essentially what you're doing. And it's it's crazy, right, to think about a country like Qatar, who's so against tourism, who's not prepared for tourism. And you, you mentioned the infrastructure. I mean, they, they built you know a, 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 a crazy amount of stadiums throughout the entire country. I mean, the country is this. For those of you that want to reference, the, the the country of Qatar is the same size as Connecticut, right? The so entire country. The entire country is the size of Connecticut. Oh, great job, World Cup people! So great fucking job. So they're they're building all of these stadiums throughout you know a, a country the size of Connecticut, and they're building them out of like shipping containers. You know, terrible shit and. They're forcing, I mean, it's still, we talk about it, you know, it, moving the games from June, July to, to November, it's still 100 degrees out there. Guess what? The ESPN campus may actually be larger and better suited than the shipping containers of fucking Qatar or whatever the fuck right. the country is. So, needless to say, that I mean, this... The, the reason that this country is holding is because of the cash grab that's there. Well, And it, sh- it, sh- it shouldn't be there. You know, to John's point about Boston and the Boston region recognizing, it, you know, the lack of ability to hold an event like this, that's in large part to why, you know, and we talked about the NFL, that's in large part to why New England will, in my opinion, never get a Super Bowl because... In order to even do that, you would have to probably have a quote-unquote sub-regional area of Boston and then potentially, you know, um, sub-hosting area of Providence. You'd have to do it in, like, two separate, like, areas of New England to even hold that, you know, fan size. I do think it's more doable to have a Super Bowl at Gillette. Absolutely. I mean, in part, that's why Bob Kraft is going ahead and closing off that part of the end zone and making the world's biggest scoreboard ever because they're going to have a Super Bowl at Gillette Stadium. And the difference you really between. You think so? I do. I, I, I agree. The difference between the Super Bowl and the World Cup is based on the time. The Super Bowl, it's maybe two weeks, give or take, but that's all. 
the World Cup, that's at least a month for the World Cup to actually happen the games. But don't forget you had the planning. You have to build the hotels. You have to get the security uh, issues taken care of. When it comes to the Super Bowl, if having it in Foxborough is actually perfect because you brought up the fact that you're going to kind of have to have those two hosting sites, if you will, Boston and Providence. They can share it. Maybe one gets the NFL experience. One gets all the money from having hotels there. But I, I, I think having the Super Bowl at Gillette Stadium is definitely a lot more doable than, you know, what's going on here with the uh, shipping containers and and Cutter. Well, I mean, again, this is why I don't even give greetings to the fucking sport of soccer because, a, I, I, personally, find it to be so fucking boring. I would rather watch. Somebody do backflips in the parking lot. But you watch baseball, right? Not really. Not anymore, no. No? just. Too, I mean, yeah. I do watch it, but it's more of a background noise. Gotcha. And maybe this brings up a bigger discussion, not to kind of hijack things, oh, no. but is, is the fondness of the World Cup, the World Baseball Classic, the Olympics, these global games – is that going away now based on where we're at as a society? The fact that we can tune in and watch games in England or Brazil or Mexico, uh, you know, Japan. We can tune in and watch all these different places. And if we miss the Olympics or the World Cup or the World Baseball Classic, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and I, That's a very good question, John, because I actually, now that you mentioned that, I'm thinking, Jason, you... you you know that we've talked about the miracle on ice. Yes, uh, a nauseam. Yeah. But yeah, it's, yes. Like, I don't miss, I don't, I don't get into, I don't sink my teeth into the Olympics nearly as much as I feel like they did back in 1980 when, you know, when they beat Russia, which was actually in the semifinal game, it wasn't even the, Championship yeah. game. They beat Sweden. The championship. You know game. they treated it like it was the final because they were so into it. Now, shit, I have to like stumble upon the Olympics and sort of, you know, well the winter fi- find them by accident. The Winter Olympics definitely is is like that. The Winter Olympics definitely gets it, they bury the lead, so to speak, right? Yeah. I mean, the Summer Olympics I think are still pretty huge throughout the entire world, and I I mean I'll be honest, I I don't tune into the Summer Olympics nearly as much as I did when I was younger, and that's mostly because I I work now. But and you're married. And I'm married. Well, yeah. I mean. I mean, you talk to someone that scheduled a vasectomy from day one of the NCAA tournament. So if I really wanted, <laughs> if I really, really wanted to watch it, I would fucking watch it. That's a ballsy move, right there. <laughs> Literally, yeah. that's again, that's a story for another day. That's that's a fun one. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so very good strategic plan when you right. I mean, come on. If for for those of you listening, it's if you want to sit on a couch and be able to watch at least the first week of the NCAA tournament, which I think should be a fucking holiday. That, that's again. We'll, we'll get into that one another time. But plan your vasectomy the day of, and that way you have a, an entire fucking week to just sit there and do absolutely nothing, and there's nothing anybody can say about it because your fucking balls got hacked. So you're good. Or you can be crippled and have everything, everything done for you, and then still pay people. So there's your two options. Ah, uh, yeah, it's a good option. Either so. be born crippled or. <laughs> cripple yourself uh, in the short term with a pair of surgical. Hey, just go, just go play in traffic and run into an oncoming car. Uh, JDF would not approve of that message. R.I.P. R.I.P. 
too soon. Um, so, may, may the power protect you. And let's go to a commercial so we can power up for the next segment. And we'll be back. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. We are going to discuss NFL Week 11. It's hard to believe we're 11 weeks in already. It's flying by. Oh, yeah. It really is. It usually does, though. Oh, yeah. Once you get past the fantasy draft and the first three games, the rest of it's just time warp. Um, But, Jason, I typically don't go first on this, but I'm going to go first. Okay. Um. My game of the week is Philly, Indianapolis. I am I am fully entrenched in the Jeff Saturday train. I think this guy deserves a legitimate shot at uh, retaining the head coach position. Um, You're basing that off of a one and one start. No, no, no. It's not so much the one and one. It's what they look like in that one and one. Start. Okay. They look like a much better organized team. They look like a team that actually knows what they're doing. And, you know, for as much as we pick on Matt Ryan for, you know, 28-3, which he'll never live that down. No. He he has sort of been reinvigorated under the Jeff Saturday regime. And (laughs) talk about a take that did not age well. Philly... Is no longer undefeated, and then some. Yeah. They've lost two games in a row now. They have not looked good. They have not. No, what do you mean lost two games in a row? They lost last week, and they lost. Oh. They won this week. They won this week, right? 17-16. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, this is showing just how stupid Brian no, is. No, I'm not stupid. I I forgot that Jalen pulled a rabbit out of his ass at the last minute. He did. That's yes. my fantasy quarterback right there. Mine, too. It didn't help me this week, though, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're on a downward slide. I really am. Um, it's okay. But, but then, you know, switching gears to my game. Um, no, that was my game of the week. My surprise of the week is actually going to be New England and the Jets. Here's why. That game was fucking boring as shit for, like, 3.75% or, you know, 3.75 segments of that four-quarter game. They're struggling today, aren't you? No, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I don't do math. We, we, <laughs> He's fired up. That's we, what we, it is. We, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That, that is what it is. Because we're running a, a Pop Warner offense, and we won on a punt return. When's the last time a punt return was even relevant in the NFL? That's why it's a surprise. And to be honest, listen, I'm unapologetically so a New England fan. I'm surprised they're 6-4 and four right now, and they're actually moving up in the playoff standings. I, I, I thought that they'd be lucky to win five games. And talk about a take that did not age well. Yeah, well, um, actually, you... Here it comes, here it comes. You told me... Prior to the season, you'll be lucky if you win six. 
Yeah, I mean, here we are. So we're at six. So I mean, we're lucky. <laughs> we're, we're very lucky at this point, right? Good, good thing you're not a gambler. And <laughs> you know. Yeah. If I well, wanted to hand I'll, somebody my money, I'll just hand it to my wife. Or though be, being friends with me is kind of a gamble because you know I'm very time consuming and you never know what you're gonna get. No. Yeah. Except I'm not as good as chocolate, so. No, no you're not. <laughs> no. no, you're not. Um. So yeah, that. I that, do know what love is. <laughs> I may be stupid, but I do know what love is. God, I do that really freakishly well. Maybe I ought to reevaluate my life. That's such a good movie, though. Really, is. it is a good movie. Anyway, um, anyway, back on so track. yeah, Mm-mm. and you know, to touch upon other teams, Jason, we have reached that point in the program where the Bronco hate must for the for the better of the show, the Bronco hate must arrive. Okay. What? The fuck? What? <laughs> the actual fuck? Blow it up. I mean, blow it up. And they're so fucked. <laughs> they're so fucked. They signed. They signed that Wilson kid, Russell Wilson. <laughs> they signed Russell Wilson for five years and fucking mortgaged the future in order to do it. Shout out to Tim McCone, who actually said he might be washed. Guess what? He's so washed. He's fresh out of the laundry, bro. I, listen, I'm. I'm gonna. Maybe this is just me holding out hope. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna wait to to call Russell Wilson washed until we actually get you know some competent play calling, competent coaching. Well, you and, you said yesterday, uh, Clint Kubiak. Clint Kubiak, yeah. Spelt with a K, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Clint Kubiak, man, Parks Fraser is a better play caller apparently in Indy than Clint Kubiak. Just saying. Okay, so it's. It, I don't think yesterday was so much about the play calling as it was the fact that you, you I, I've used the analogy before, but you're, you're offensive line. I mean, you're on your third right guard, you know, second right tackle, third center. Like, like you're, you're, you're scratching the bottom of the barrel here, you know, it, and, and you're scratching the bottom of the barrel to look for anything that, positive about your Broncos. That <laughs> offensive line is leakier than a period pad. I've said it before and I'll say it again. And I truly fucking mean it. Um, what what's more disappointing here? Okay, what I'm gonna get into it. What's what's more disappointing here is is the number eighteen, the number eighteen. Do you know why the number eighteen is significant? Because that was Peyton Manning's number. No, no, that's solid. Number eighteen. That was gonna be my guess. I was gonna go Peyton. Okay, so why do you think it's significant? Anybody have any idea? Uh, because it's been okay. about eighteen minutes okay. since you had a good if thing the, to Broncos, say about the Broncos. Right now, the the Broncos are averaging a little bit over fourteen points a game. Yeah. If the Broncos average 18 points a game, they're sitting at 9-1 and one right now with the best record in the NFL. Wow. That's crazy, right? If they average 18 points a game. Now, just for just for comparison, okay, the Broncos averaged 19.5 points a game with Drew Locke under center. Uh, well, actually, it was, a, it was a mixture between Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. So right now, if Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater were your fucking quarterbacks, you'd be 9-1 and one and you'd have the best. You'd be tied for the best record in the NFL. And we, this this narrative would be completely different, right? Hey, Stump the Schwab Jr., how far did you have to dig for that fucking golden nugget of positivity, bro? Uh, not as far as you have to dig to find your penis, Dimash. Shut up. Oh, <laughs> oh, Locker okay. talk and filter, John. Welcome back. Okay. Anyway, but 18 points a game. So... This just goes to show you, and they're not going to get the they're not going to get the credit that they deserve. And again, maybe this is a homer take. Oh, this is definitely a homer that take. this defense is the number one scoring defense in the league. One of the best scoring at the moment. One of the best scoring defenses 
ever in football. I mean, I, th- I think they're like fourth in terms of scoring defenses in terms of what, what, what they're averaging right now. So you're squandering away. It, it, it's hard to say it just because of the record, but you're squandering away one of the best defenses that, that Denver's ever had. And Denver's had some fucking solid defenses. They yeah, really have. That 2015 defense. Right. Super Bowl 50, that... That, in my opinion, that's right up there as a top five defense right. in the NFL history. So, so this defense is doing their job, and think about how discouraged you have to be as a team to to know that you have the best defense in football. I mean, other than Buffalo, and, and they're looking a little suspect oh, at the they, moment too. They're they looking more wobbless than a weeble wobble right now. But you, you're squandering it away with you know poor offensive play calling, bad offensive line jobs, poor quarterbacking, receivers that can't catch a fucking cold. You just the Broncos are so bad right now that the World Cup actually bumped them off of HD television. That is true. We had to watch that. This is bu- true. We had to watch <laughs> that bullshit last night in standard def. I still can't figure it out, people. I couldn't get it on the Sunday ticket in HD because it was blacked no. out. It wasn't on fucking HD, uh, Fox HD, because well, I mean, the world we talk about the World Cup being a global mm-hmm. game, and they're trying to oh. and they're trying to push it in the states. So let's bump the fucking. I mean, I can't blame them. Bump the fucking Broncos. But well, I mean, the Broncos suck. Yeah, I mean, the fact that that the the fact that a Broncos Raiders game is actually on Fox is weird, right? I mean, that's a, an AFC game is typically on CBS. Yeah, Dallas well, Minnesota was on uh, CBS. CBS. Right. right. It's yeah, it's weird. So, but um. I do want to shift over because I have a question for John. Okay. John. Yes. Have you heard this story that I heard recently that the Raiders, talking about the Broncos and Raiders, the Raiders are so poor, so quote-unquote cash poor that they can't afford to fire Josh McDaniels? I have heard those rumors. Uh, Don't forget John Gruden. He was signed to that. Stupid-ass 10-year, $100 million deal. So you you may have to go to court for that money based on what he did, but there's that logic. But then there's also the logic of if you bring in another head coach, that's the, what, fourth head coach in two years just about? Yeah. If you're trying to attract— That's actually the fifth head coach if you count Rich Versace, who was the interim coach last year. Right. So if you're you're trying to attract a free agent— you have to show that there's stability there. Now, granted, if you have someone like Josh McDaniels who's been so inept that your biggest win is against the Denver Broncos, then that's one thing. But you also have to f- try and figure in the fact that you have Devontae Adams, you have Derek Carr. You There's there's pieces there that you can kind of show to prospective free agent quarterbacks maybe to have them come in. You have Josh Jacobs. Uh, Foster Moreau was a beast yesterday as far as catching passes on important plays. Josh Jacobs, he's the reason he won this game yesterday in Denver. So to get back to your original point, Vegas being quote-unquote cash poor for head coaching, that does make sense because they've been so inconsistent at hiring head coaches. By the way, how good would Lamar Jackson look in a Raiders uniform as a free agent next year? Stop it. Stop it. Really? Stop. The the Raiders are going to ruin him. Stop it. I mean, there have been people who said that there's someone that wears the number 12 in red in Florida that would be uh, good in Vegas, too. Oh, <clears throat> are you, are are you a sweater. Brady fan, John? The recent Brady, not really. Oh, Going, here we go. Here's the confirmation bias and the justification for the Brady. Shut, no, shut, no. Up, shut up and let him talk. No, no, he, go ahead. I'll say Brady should have retired 
after last season. This season, it's like trying to smack the rest of the ketchup out of the bottom of the bottle. You know, personal Ooh, life. Is, personal life aside, Tom Brady just doesn't have it this year. Now, granted, that could be reading the field. It could be throwing the deep ball. It just seems like he's missing that one little piece that's keeping him from joining the ranks of a Mahomes or a Justin Herbert. You know, some of those top elite passing quarterbacks. He never had the legs. So if he had the legs and he had trouble passing the ball down the field, that might work. But Tom Brady right now kind of seems like that quarterback who's in limbo as far as the uh, quarterback rankings go. Well, um, before we get to your game of the week and surprise of the week, sure. can yep. we just touch upon um, <laughs> how shitty the league is for moving that game out of Buffalo? I missed old school football when you could actually play in the snow and play on grass. Go oh, ahead, because uh, you're both looking no, at me okay. like I'm retarded. So, no, I, I agree. So we, we sat down and talked about this yesterday as we are watching some football. I, I had mentioned that I... I wish that they'd left the game in Buffalo, but I, I mean, it, for obvious reasons, they took it. I mean, six feet of snow. I mean, the the, the, the snowfall in Buffalo was was taller than you know, uh, fucking their their running Josh backs. Allen almost. Yeah, the, right. The pussification of America has. Well, I mean, it wasn't so much about the. Con- I mean, okay, it was always it was about the conditions, but it wasn't necessarily about the fact that snow was there. It's about the fact that of, of, of how much it would take to clear out that stadium to make it inhabitable for fans, for the teams. How you know the transportation to get to the stadium? It, it's it, it all I mean, all that fun stuff. We so. could we could do a whole another show on NFL logistics and mistakes and all that shit. Um, How is that a mistake, though? I can't blame the NFL for moving that. That was a public safety concern because you know that people in Buffalo, they're not exactly all there stably. We know their history with drinking and tables and things like that. Yes. Do you really want them to drive through? It's like trying to walk. Do you want them driving through eight feet of snow and, you know, crashing into God knows what just to get there? If this were, you know, two to three feet of snow, okay, I could see that maybe working. Yeah you know, working in Buffalo, but the cops and the paramedics would be on standby there. That, you know, that would just be a public emergency nightmare, I think. Can you think Uh, of the Bills Mafia in a fucking situation like that? Just how insane that would be. And they absolutely insane. They love it. They shoveled out Dawson Knox's uh, house just for him to get to the uh, airport. Now that's a, that not to go off subject here, but that, that is truly one of the best fan bases in football. It really is. Definitely. I, well, we'll get into that later um, on another segment. Um, but let me let you guys get to your game of the week and surprise of the week, respectively. Yeah. So, okay. So, my, my game of the week, and as much as this pains me to say as, uh, as a Bronco fan, it, it's going to be the Chiefs Chargers. That Sunday night game. Uh, so, I mean, the Very Chiefs, good game. It was. Yeah. Yeah. The Chiefs beating the Chargers 30 to 27. Pat Mahomes put on a clinic last night. He really did. I mean, 20 for 34, 329 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Easily best quarterback in football right now. He's looking like that, right? You know, everyone had Josh Allen up there too, but he's 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 regressed a bit. Everyone but me. I mean, not regressed, but at the, he just hasn't looked great. I and mean, A lot of that could be the ECL, but, you know, moving on. Um, Travis Kelsey, right? Travis Kelsey in that game was fucking insane. He's... Uh, if you look at the numbers, so if you if you pull up the career numbers of Travis Kelsey and compare them with Gronk, they're very similar. I was going to say, Travis Kelsey, as a fan, makes me miss Gronk in his, yeah. in his prime. I mean, but 
a lot of people have Gronk up there as the best tight end ever, and you, above Antonio Gates, uh, above Tony Gonzalez, uh, above Shannon Sharp, above a lot of the greats out there, right? Yeah. Travis Kelsey has, I mean, the numbers are very, very similar. I think Gronk has more touchdowns, but he's also played about two or three more seasons. He played with Tom Brady as well, you know, for the majority of his career. Yeah. Well, for all of his career, actually. Yeah. But um, that's just something to take into consideration, right? Especially living out in the New England area where everyone's going to have that, that that Gronk bias, and I don't blame him. Gronk was fantastic, and he's a U of A guy, so I, I love me some Gronk. <laughs> but... I mean, look into it, right? Travis Kelsey could possibly... He has the numbers to be one of the best tight ends ever. So, something to look at, right? Um, But anyway, Travis Kelsey. um, 115 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, that's another Travis Kelsey game. That's that's becoming 115 yards. That's becoming the standard. Well, not the three touchdowns, yeah, but the 115 and one touchdown, you know, 135 and two touchdowns. It's it's becoming becoming the standard, absolutely. Yeah. in the end of that game, right? You know, you have the chart. You have the Chargers taking the lead on on a, a Justin Herbert um, touchdown pass, right? With a minute and change left, and and Pat Mahomes did you know Tom Brady things, and becoming Pat Mahomes things, right? Yeah. And he just drove the drove the length of the field and and, and got that touchdown to Travis Kelsey that they needed to win the game. Um, great game, yeah. So and the fact that Juju Smith Schuster, I think, was out with a concussion. He too. was, yeah. He was, <laughs> yeah, man. he was killed my fantasy. If, if Juju Smith Schuster is the thing making or breaking your fantasy team, there's, there's well, bigger issues. You you sold them to me on a bill of goods. Hey. My home is the number one target. You, hey, well, you know, hey. That's why you got to study these things. Exactly. <laughs> um, but so going on to my, my surprise of the week. Now, Brian, you. Keep, keep talking shit, John, and you'll be in our, you'll be in our league next year. Um, Brian, you 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 said yourself that you're going to continue to ride Minnesota as long as they kept winning. It's your surprise of the week, right? Yeah. Um, they're my surprise of the week, and the reason they're my surprise of the week is because of that fucking ass kicking that they took, right? Oh yeah. They just took a fist with no lube. Uh, that's that's really what happened. oh great. That's really what happened here, right? So Dallas wins this game forty to three. They uh, that was the premier matchup of the of of the week, right? And Fox had to go away from it. Uh, not Fox, I'm sorry, CBS. Yeah. We, talk, we talked about that. CBS had to go away from it and, and, and switch over to the fucking Cincinnati game because that was such a bad game. I have a, I have a question. Yeah. While we were stuffing our faces at Chili's, uh, very good meal, by the way. Very good, yes. Uh, did we ever find out the distance on that field goal? Uh, I think it was like something like 60 yards. I think it was a 60-61 yarder. It had to have been because I yeah. think he was very near the logo. He was over the logo. Yeah. Yeah, it had to have been. Um, but yeah, so you know the Dallas, Dallas defense just came in and, and just completely destroyed Minnesota. Completely exposed them. Dalvin Cook had something like twenty, thirty yards on the ground. Uh, he wasn't ineffective, ineffective in the pass game. You know they they snatched you know Kirk Cousins' chain right off of his neck. Uh, Tony Pollard and Zeke combined for four touchdowns. The running game was definitely efficient. And look at Dak. Dak went twenty two, twenty five, two hundred and seventy six yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. By the way, Cooper Rush is. Serving as the best water boy in the league right now, right, and that that just shows how good your take was, right? Shut up. So, um, but yeah, the, this Dallas team is firing on all cylinders, and at the time, they they may be right up there with Philly, if not surpassing Philly as the oh, best team in the NFC. They're surpassing Philly. And does this? I mean, does this? Does this year that they're having right now? We'll, we'll see how the year ends. I mean, it could, it could end abysmal. It, it could end great. But if it ends with a, a long playoff run and possibly a Super Bowl appearance, well, let's not even talk about a Super Bowl win. Let's talk about a potential Super Bowl appearance. Oh, yeah. Does this take Mike McCarthy off the hot seat? I would think so. I, I would think so, I, too, right? I, I would like to think so, although 
Jerry Jones is in love with Sean Payton, and we all know Sean Payton is the cloud that is hanging over Dallas. But uh, you talked about it briefly. I think we need to shout out and your lovely wife who actually picked the Cowboys to go to the Super Bowl. Well, she did. Year. She did. And that Good might call. actually be right. the, wow. that might actually be the take of the year. Yeah. Looks like I'm rubbing off on her more than ways than one. <laughs> like I said in the previous a uh, couple of episodes ago, finish that product, Jason. <laughs> Just finish that product. But but yeah, I mean Mike McCarthy's got this team looking really really good right now and uh, Again, he's he was on the hot seat coming into the year. He was underperforming with, with Dallas. I mean, they've always been loaded in terms of talent. And Kellen Moore is a sneaky good offensive coordinator. Oh, that's I mean that's another one too. Yeah. I don't even know if it can be considered sneaky good. Anymore. No, at the, at this point, I mean, well, he's going to be a coach next year. If you ask Tony Tony Romo, the past like three seasons, every right. time it's you know, Kellen Moore is well, going to be a head coach next year, Jim. Maybe he should be. I that, mean, look at the very look. good Tony Romo impression, John. Thanks, I try. Uh-huh. Got an audition for CBS. Uh, maybe he should be though. I mean, look again. Look at the shit that's out there right now. And uh, Nathaniel Hackett, fucking Josh McDaniels. I mean, there's a ton of bad coaches out there. The, some of these coaches need to reevaluate their career path because some of them actually serve better as coordinators. Like, and I would rather be successful as a long term. Coordinator, then you know, go back and forth. Uh, it just actually brings me to a question. I'm just thinking about this right now, guys. All right. Well, can we let John get to his game of the week and surprise of the week? Um, sure. And no problem. We, and we can. I have a relevant, you know, thought about what we're actually talking about at this moment. So you want John to <laughs> actually just derail the conversation and then go right back no, to no, us? No, no, no. No, I'm saying podcast 101, Brian. Uh, Podcast 101. You know what? I, th- I think we'll go with the interesting point Thank first because mine's going to be super quick anyway. Thank so. you. Yeah. So here, here's my question. All right. We, we talk about the coaches. We talk about, you know, there, there's a ton of bad coaches out there. There's really not a ton of good coaches. No. I, I mean, how how many how many elite NFL coaches are there? I mean, go down the list, right? And that, that's, a, that's a question for both of you. What do you guys think? Well, it's funny that you mention that. I think that that's mainly why Belichick was able to dominate for 20 years because there was nobody under him to challenge him. It wasn't so much that he was a great coach as much as I th- I think it speaks to more to the volume of piss-poor, watered-down coaching more than it speaks to Belichick's brilliance. Right. I mean, you fa- right now, I mean, you have what? You have Andy Reid, you have Bill done. Belichick. What else? Right. I, I'm I'm trying Andy to Andy Reid, maybe? That's what I just said. Yeah, Andy oh. Reid and Bill Belichick. What, what else? what else? I mean there's there's a ton of other good of coaches out there, but none of them are, are elite upper echelon. None of them that you would look and say they're game changers. They they, they none of them move the needle. You know, I would it's... say Pete Carroll has to be in that discussion. Okay. Pete Carroll rebounded nicely after New England, which I think he didn't get a fair shot in New England. And look at the move he made. I mean, he he, he traded out a, a a washed out what it looks like Russell Wilson. Yep. And he's revitalized Geno Smith. Right. Who might be the comeback player of the year this year. Right. And not, not to get into another tangent, but I mean, it's it may be safe to say that Russell Wilson was a system quarterback. I mean, I think oh, we're at that he, point he, right now. He sure. dev- definitely is. Sure. But um, but yeah. So um, not to not to derail it, but yeah, I mean, that's that's my point is that there's a there's a ton of inept coaching out there, so. And the good coaches are only there because of the players. It goes back to that whole Belichick-Brady dynamic that you sure. alluded to just a little bit ago. You know, you look at Buffalo, you have Sean McDermott, 
pretty good coach, but who's he coaching? Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox, Devin Singletary, uh, you know, uh, Miami, Mike McDaniel's there. He's coaching Tua, Jalen Waddell, mm-hmm. uh, Tyreek Hill. So these coaches are only great because of the players that they have. I don't know if you take those players out, what those coaches could do. Right. It's it's funny, right? If you if you stack an NFL team with talent, you're gonna be decent. It's 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 fucking funny how that works. Stack, you get sustainability. Right. So, uh, anyway, so yeah, um, John, what do you think? Yeah. So quickly, my game of the week is um, Buffalo and Cleveland. This wasn't exactly a game that's going to go into Canton, but Buffalo, obviously you had the snowstorm that went on in western New York. There was an illness that went on in the Bills locker room in the middle of the week. So this I did team, not know that. Yeah, I found that out when I was watching um, Red Zone, which whoever came up with Red Zone is, you know, top of the list, Nobel Peace Prize, because you don't have to change the channel, but I digress here for a second, because with no practice in the middle of the week, Buffalo came in here with, kind of what they had. They didn't choose to take the uh, Detroit Lions locker room. Obviously, the game got moved to Detroit. But still, Josh Allen, a pedestrian game for Josh Allen with, what, 197 yards, Devin Singletary, 86 yards on 18 carries. Uh, James Cook, who I completely forgot about, 86 yards on 11 carries. I told you. You know, Dawson Knox with 70 yards. Yeah, definitely not a typical Josh Allen game. Um, I wonder how... I wonder how much of that took, you know, the, the UCL, uh, the, the travel, yeah. you know, the all of that stuff that happened. I mean, they didn't they didn't get into Detroit until late um, late Saturday night. Yeah, sounds right. Yeah, so that could have had something to do with that, absolutely. But I mean, they didn't have to play the game in the elements. They played it, in, you know, what the four field. Yep. So I have a question, and this is more about Buffalo than it is about New England. Yeah, yeah New England. But does Buffalo now look more? Do those games against Buffalo look more winnable now? No. No, I, I wouldn't say so. No. 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 Okay. Uh, I I mean you're you're talking about the two wins against the Jets who I mean they record wise they they I mean they're they're at the top of the the conference but I mean all of the teams at the uh, Again, not the conference I'm this sorry isn't, the, the this division. Isn't, this isn't me pumping New England's tires. No, no, no. I I this, I this is asking the question of how good is Buffalo really? No, I, I I get that. I, I'm I'm just I'm just saying. I mean, I I think that what we're seeing here is that Buffalo is not as good as we thought that they were, and New England's a little bit better than we thought they were. But the gap is still it's still a big gap. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know I what mean, I mean? So you look at New England's wins. Those two against the Jets, Detroit, um, Pittsburgh. Those are two got off. Cleveland. Right. Cleveland, Indianapolis. Yeah. I mean, when your two best wins are against the Jets, what's that saying about your season? And right. Buffalo, I think, still. With everything they've gone through, they're easily a top three team in the AFC East. Yeah, they're still going to be there at the end. I, I I still think it's between them and Kansas City to see who goes to the Super Bowl, and I, I, I you're not going to see it, but you don't you don't want to go into Buffalo for the AFC title game and just and play that game. Oh in the hell goal. no! Um, and I also think that not to do an AFC championship game, you know, preview here or anything like that, but I I also think that out of all the teams in the AFC, with the exception of New England. Um, Buffalo is f- equipped to handle Arrowhead. They really yeah. are. Yeah. You know, they're 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 equipped to handle the noise. They're equipped to handle the uh, the elements in, in in Kansas City at that time. So, um, to answer the question, no, I, I think the gap is still pretty big, and I don't I don't think that the Patriots have much of a chance. I mean, they have a better chance than they did a month ago, but I don't think they have much of a chance to beat those guys. Just to throw a quick wrinkle in here, 
into the discussion. We're talking about surprises. One surprise team for me is the, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Ooh, they didn't have Jamar Chase yesterday. They beat Pittsburgh 37-30. Joe Burrow had 355 yards, four touchdowns. Joe Mixon went down with a head injury, probably a concussion. Yep. So Samaji P. Ryan had to go ahead and find his inner 2016-2017. still annoying. Yes, he is. Yeah, 11 yeah. carries. He almost had a touchdown that got called back on the uh, scoring review. But, uh, no, oh, no, he had three receiving touchdowns. Never mind. Wow. Dumbass, I should have scrolled down. There we go. Uh, yeah, four receptions, 52 yards, three touchdowns. So Cincinnati, we talk about good coaches. Zach Taylor, eh, maybe he's starting to edge his way in there. Right. There's a bunch of a bunch of um, younger coaches that are in the league and that are that are looking really solid. So yeah, I mean, we'll see. I'd settle for just a representative offensive coordinator in New England. I, I mean. Fan voting. Have the fans vote for the plays at Gillette Stadium. Let's see how that goes. <laughs> well, they do have fan. We, we got to get Johnny Johnny Manziel in here. Right? Uh, you know they do have Johnny football. They do have fan control football now. They do. Yeah. Just just saying. They're in two QB sneak. Why not? To baby to have not played one game of fan control football, but um, yeah. Yeah. So let's um go to break if we could, so I can. Hydrate and catch my breath and get ready for um, sports bucket list. He's got to go through a, a walk through the hall <laughs> or a wheel through the hall. So Yeah, um, recharge the batteries. You know, you Recharge the battery in your chair. Yeah, do a little warm-up lap. <laughs> um, you know, surprisingly, both of you have not pissed me off yet to the point where I want to walk. Well, that means I'm not doing my studio. job. We still got to talk Thanksgiving. Apparently, that's going to be that's the uh, bad. civil war here. That's coming. So. Uh, so we will be back. Hey, what's up? It's Art Can for Swing Juice. Uh, if you're on the golf course or even if you're off it, pick up some Swing Juice apparel. Great stuff they got there. And if you want a discount, uh, enter Locker Talk 20, get 20% off. Thanks to my guys over at Locker Talk Unfiltered. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Uh, we are going to do. Uh, we are going to get into sports bucket list. I have quite a few things on this list, so I'm probably going to have to narrow it down a little bit. But I'll let you two gentlemen go first. Oh, John, I defer to you. All right. So, I mean, I I don't really have a huge bucket list. I've been to a few sporting events here and there. Uh, the first one, obviously, is a Super Bowl. I mean, who doesn't want to go to the Super Bowl? Uh, but for me... Uh, Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> hey! Yeah. St- yeah. Stupid. Uh, for me, going to a Big Ten football game or an SEC football game... A big power five conference like when you see wisconsin jump around house of pain nothing beats that um you know the sec a top three top four team nothing beats that just kind of that crowd atmosphere which is huge and with ohio state michigan coming up this weekend that's gonna be fun to watch especially two unbeaten teams Ohio yeah, State and, Michigan. yeah that's that's a really good one especially with a, uh, a chance to, to get into the uh College football playoffs in that one. That's that's and, a make or break game. And Gus Johnson calling that. Oh, oh man, God, Gus Johnson. <laughs> oh the, God. Hey, hey, don't knock Gus Johnson. I, I have a massive Woody right now for Gus Johnson. Oh no, I I love Gus Johnson calling yeah. games. Oh, I thought you guys were being sarcastic. I love Gus. Johnson. No, he's awesome. Yeah, 
No, the the Isaiah Thomas call, the Pac-12 championship game, best call ever. Ice that was against my that was against my Arizona team. All right, right, right. Oh god, and as, bad memories. And as Bill Walton says, Pac-12 conference of champions. It's all right. That was that was the year that we went off to be uh, to knock off Duke and went to the Elite Eight. So why, then, do you, why do you have to mention that? Because fuck Duke. <laughs> why do you have, Why do you have to mention that? You realize that Duke has a losing record against University of Arizona. I don't care. You should. I'm a I'm a Blue Devil at heart. Yeah, well. Then the other thing for me is actually. I, I'm I'm a fan of wrestling, so you know, going to a WrestleMania. Come on, you can't beat that. There we go. We, we're on the same boat here. I like it. Uh, like if you were at WrestleMania for night one this year, could you imagine just feeling that moment of Austin in the main event? Yeah, man, that was. You could have yeah. Rock in the main event next year. Who knows? We'll really? find out. We'll see. I mean. I mean, Survivor Series is on Saturday, too, and I, I really wanted to go to that, but I mean, oh tickets are God. crazy expensive. Are you going? You're not going. No, I'll, I'll be watching it for yeah. sure. Maybe we'll get together and watch it. You know, Oddly enough, there was actually someone where in Bridgewater. There was someone at Bridgewater State that took part in a War Games match a couple of years ago. Oh, wow. Who? who? Dominic Dijakovic, or as uh, someone may know him here as Chris Dijak. Yeah. Who I actually talk to on the regular, like every other week. Yeah. Need to ask him if he's coming back to Tuesdays, but that might be uh, breaking yeah. stories. <coughs> Maybe I'm gonna feast K- my eyes. There you go. K Fabe. K we'll keep K Fabe alive. Uh, yeah. by the way, John, feel free to come by the man cave and watch. Yeah, dude, we should get together and watch. We'll have that. to. We'll have to get the plans going. Yes. So. Um, um. Continue. Are you, are you, continue. There's, yeah. So that's. I mean, you guys are probably gonna say something. I'll go. Oh, son of a bitch. I probably should have said that. Yeah. But, it, um. You know, after this year, watching the Mets would have been cool. Why? <laughs> Brian, how are you not in on WrestleMania? How are you not in on wrestling regardless, even though you're uh, – to keep kayfabe alive, you, you happen to be, like, almost best friends as one of the no, guys. No, I not almost best friends. Like, legit, John can probably back me up on this. There were two people you always saw me with in college. Mm-hmm. Mike Sousa, rest in peace, my friend in a wheelchair, everybody knew him. And then Chris Dijak. Yeah. Chris and I, a.k.a. T-Bar, a.k.a. Dominic Dijakovic. See, he watches wrestling. He, he, he's, he's a closet of wrestling. I, <laughs> listen, I was at Chris's wedding. Um, so, yeah. And Chris and I won three championships together in college. So, I'm, I'm secretly a closet wrestling fan, but I am... Much more of a 90s wrestling fan. That said, if we had tickets, I would definitely be pay- playing every crippled card available <laughs> in my Rolodex. Well, you do have access to one sporting event of your cho- choosing. Yes. Um, which, by the way, Mom, Dad, um, Winter Classic, please. <laughs> please. For the love of God, Winter Classic. <laughs> please. For the love of Christ. Um, yes. I would... If somebody told me we're going to get you Winter Classic tickets, but you'll never walk, eh, what the fuck? I've never walked in my life, so. The, the, uh, the Winter Classic is on a short on a, on a short list of bucket list stuff, right? It's got to be. No, no, no. See, my bucket list is fairly lengthy because, as you mentioned in a few episodes ago, Jason, I've had, to, you might have actually mentioned this off the air. I haven't had the luxury of living outside New England in terms of sports. So, um, 
but John, you have nothing else on your list? No, that's pretty much all I have. Like I said, you guys are going to go through the list. I took a quick look at Jason's, and I'm going to go, damn it, I should have. He's got some good stuff going there. Okay. We'll compare compare the lists here. Um, Well, number one for me is a game at um, Orchard Park. Ooh, good Mm. call. Good call. Um, Because... Um, one Drew Bledsoe actually said when he got to Buffalo, it was very much like a collegiate atmosphere. You know, the, there's the bars there on the main strip, kind of like we have here in uh, Bridgewater Center. Um, just Jason touched upon it briefly in the um, previous segment that that fan base is rabid, man. Like, yeah, they're 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 up there with Philly. They, they, really are. they may be, like, low-key mentally ill. Uh, high-key, you mean. <laughs> They're definitely the majority of the of, of the of the life. Are they mentally Ill. ill or just highly inebriated? Yes. Um. So, yeah. Yes to all of that. Yes. Yes. So, um, and then mine, actually, I, I want to go to Lambeau. Lambeau Field is a must. That would be interesting. Lambeau... The history, the, the you know, the lore, the, I mean, everything about it. Just Vince Lombardi, you know, doing the Packer walk, you know, through the tunnel. Um, I'm not really a fan of the newer stadiums. I know a friend of the program, Corey, did AT&T stadium down in Dallas yes, a couple did. weeks ago. He says it was really nice, really good. It was really good, but yeah. I you know, I'm more of a historical guy. Um John, you actually brought up a good one. Uh Michigan, you know. Yeah, it's a solid one. And, I didn't and, even think of that one. Ann Arbor or actually the Horseshoe itself in Columbus. That's another good one. Um let's see. I, I would love to go to Anything Madison Square Garden. Okay. And then I would have to say Stores, Connecticut for a women's college basketball game. And my ultimate, I mean, the Super Bowl, as you said, yeah, kind of is self-explanatory. Unless you're Calvin, of course, which we'll get into that in a second. Um, but, um, yeah. Cameron Indoor down in North Carolina. Although, I'd actually like to do the whole Tobacco Road tour, you know, them and Carolina. I wouldn't mind doing either one of those. Um, yeah, I was just going to say that. that Yeah, that, that the, would be. Just because the history of that rivalry alone, whether you, whether you love Duke or you hate Duke, which apparently... I am the only one on this program. No, <laughs> no, I, I'm a Duke fan. Yeah, he's a big Duke. Yeah. Okay, good. I I would much ra- I'd much rather attend that game. Me, I, I just said fuck Duke and I hate Duke, which I do hate Duke. Fuck Duke. Um, I would much rather see that game in Cameron just because of the Cameron crazies. I oh mean, yeah, that's definitely oh, yeah. something on there. Yeah. Um, Jason, I, Brian, I wouldn't mind Alabama either. I mean, Tuscaloosa, um. You know, they have, selfishly, they have one of the best 
adaptive sports programs in the country. Um, the, the lore of Nick Saban and how he's kind of revitalized Alabama and brought them back from the dead. But, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, to, I guess anything in Canada would be good. Toronto, Montreal, probably Montreal. Actually, as far as hockey venues go, the Bell Center in Montreal. Bruins Habs in Montreal has to be up there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a, a rabid environment. And it's, I mean, it's one of the, if not the greatest rivalries in hockey. I didn't so. really pick anything regionally because I've kind of been there, done that. I guess the only thing sure. regionally that I really would sink my teeth into is the Yukon women's program. That's a good call. Because they're basically a professional program dressed in collegiate clothes. I'm not this year. I'm this year they're they're a little low. They're not. They're it's it's a, it's they're a, not the usual powerhouse. Right. Yeah. They, Paige Parkers is uh, out with the ACL. Yeah. 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 But so. I mean, just to have a sit down with like Gino Oriama, even if it only for like five seconds, that would probably be as a coaching guy. That would that would be it for me. Sure. Although bucket list in terms of. Coaching? Coach K. I've gotten that phone call August uh, 19th of, no, August 12th of 2017. He actually called me, and I mistakenly hung up on him because I thought it was a prank call. And then he called back and said, by the way, no one hangs up on Coach K. But we'll get into that more oh, oh after boy. you. That's another story. <laughs> after you, um, <laughs> we have we have murders at hotels. Coach K hanging up on Coach K. Make sure you tune in for the uh, <laughs> post pod show. Right. Yeah. So, Jason, yeah. I'm, I'm really interested. And you know what? Because of my connection with Chris, all kidding aside, if we were to get. If we were to get tickets, obviously I'd be stupid to be like, nah, I don't want to go. Yeah. yeah. Is, is it something that I would go out of my way to pay for? Mm, not really. But if we were, you know, gifted tickets, I mean, for me, it's kind of like. I mean, what does that say, though? If I was gifted tickets to a Patriots Cincinnati Bengals game, I'd go. Like, you know, yeah, I'd go to a preseason game, right? Like, you know, so that that's not saying much, but well, no, continue, no, continue I, with your bullshit. I mean that that's <laughs> pretty much where it's at for me. Yeah. Um, what do you have? Okay. Um, I, I'm I guess I'm one of the only ones that actually went down to the top five list here, and I'll I'll go down my list. Okay. Um, Nate, I know you listen. I know you listen to every fucking podcast. You you tell me about it. You love it. You should listen to everyone, too. Well, if you're Nate, tuning in, you're Nate, listening. So. Nate, Nate um, number five. Thank you for being our uh, most loyal listener. Yes. Which Thanks, we Nate. should come up with a uh, listener loyalty program. <laughs> it's a <pretty> short list. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, number five would be Army-Navy. 
Number five is an army, army Navy game, and they're actually coming to Gillette in yeah. 2023. Yeah, I thought it was this year, but I, I was I was wrong. Yeah, um, Nate, if you're listening, we need to go. You need to figure it out uh, Nate. For, for no, I mean, nobody really knows except for Nate. Um, Nate was actually he's a he's a vet, so um, he's thank a big you army, for your service. Thanks, he's, Nate. He's Why didn't you guy. tell me that? Uh, I don't know. I, I might actually be able to pull some strings for. Well, all three of us to go. Let's figure that out. Yes. Um, but yeah, so our Army Navy, it's 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 honestly one of the most anticipated college football games of the year. And the uh, you, you'll as I go down my list, you'll you'll see that I have a thing for pageantry. the The environment in that game, I mean, just watching it on TV, you can it, it, it's electric in that stadium. It, it, it really is, and just the the, the rivalry between uh, Army Navy, just the servicemen that are in that stadium that are going back and forth, the chants. It's almost like it's almost like a soccer game in Europe. It really is. So uh, Army Navy is definitely on, the, on my bucket list, and I might I, hopefully I have an opportunity to knock that one off next year. We'll we'll talk about that. Okay. Um, number four, I changed it around a little bit. Um, I, I did have uh, kind of like you did. I, I did have Packers and um, I had Packers Bears in Lambo under the lights. Uh, and, and, and the reason the reason I go Bears, and I know we talked about this a little bit yesterday. You, you're you're more of a of a Packers Vikings guy because of the rivalry. I, I'm more of a Packers Bears guy just because of the. Um, I mean, it's, it's two of the most, if not the most, storied franchises in, in, in football. So um, that, that there's a certain uh, a certain thing that kind of comes with that, and a certain electricity, so to speak. Um, Number three, um, John, you, you 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 touched on it, and this is the, the this is the one that Brian doesn't like. It's wrestle it's WrestleMania, and I, I'm not even going to limit it. So I'm uh, this may be a conversation that we can continue on in a little bit, but I'm are you going to interrupt me again about wrestling? No, no, no. Okay, no, thank I'm you. Not, I, can he, actually, I can hear him steaming. That, that up was actually there. me trying to breathe, but gotcha. then that's okay. okay. Um, yeah, and John, you you can wait. You you can you can chime in here if you'd like. I was more of a fan of WrestleMania for one day. Uh, this two-day WrestleMania, I, I mean, I, it's it's WrestleMania. I love it, but yeah, it it was cool it, for 2020 when they did it in the Performance Center because right there was nothing on. And that was actually that WrestleMania was the reason I went to Kowloon. The only time I ever had Kowloon <laughs> Chinese food. Nice. Oh, we we gotta go. Damn, damn good. Kowloon's good. Yeah. yeah, we gotta. I've never been, but my boys at the Sports Hub, or our boys at the Sports Hub, that's all they talk about. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, Andy, Andy Wong is. The most shouted out person He's I've ever heard in ninety eight five history. So they're doing something good over there. Maybe that's what we should do. We should do a live podcast at Kowloon. Brian, you, I have, we've, we've had this conversation yeah, before. You don't yeah. do a live podcast, but you know, you know what I mean. Because it's called a radio show. Every, no, everybody calls it a live podcast. Nobody calls it a live podcast. Yes. You can do maybe. How about this? A live podcast taping. That's about as middle of the road Switzerland uh, uh, as you can go. I mean, I isn't think. this a live podcast taping? You would think, yeah. On location. Is that better? On location. That's better. Thank you. Okay. That's On location at Cologne. That is that is a more accurate Joe Murray, Jay Stu, Tim McCone. Let's make it happen. But but yeah, so uh, again, you'll, you, you'll, you'll see that I have a thing for the pageantry. Um, and the pageantry of WrestleMania, it, it, it may be unmatched. It, it, there was one in Boston. There was. One of the I, few... Uh, Arena shows they did. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, number two, and and, and this is going to be both days. It's the final four. Oh, it's the final four. I didn't think of that. Yeah, I was somebody that was engrossed in college basketball for as long as I was. I didn't think of that. Yeah, and so I'm. God damn it! I'm a big I'm a big college football, big college basketball fan, and for me, it's it's the. These they're not playing for a paycheck. I mean, now they are. I mean, with NIL, yeah. but 
but they're not they're not they're not going out there. This isn't just a job for them. I mean, the, the, the passion that's in there. I mean, a lot of these student athletes are. We, we talked about it before. The, a lot of these student athletes aren't going to make it. They're just not going to make it. One percent of the population. Right. So for them, this is it. This is the this is the upper echelon. This is the pinnacle. This is the peak for them. I mean, Final Four. I mean, that's that's where you. That's the goal, right? The goal of this entire season is is at least Final Four I mean, for the majority of teams. So that that again that passion that kind of goes with it that that atmosphere it's just electric and I, I just love to be a part of that. Um, hopefully for the University of Arizona win, but you know. Um, and number one, uh, it may be number one on every sports fans list, if, especially if you're a football fan. That's the Super Bowl. See, I I I respect that and I love that, but I didn't mention it because it just seems like, especially for us as like sports fans. That should be, that goes without saying in my book. But, you know, it's funny because now I have an, a collective honorable mention. I'd like to visit all of the, or the four major Hall of Fames. I've done the Basketball Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, that'd be in fun. In Springfield. Yeah. I, I, you know, my cousin went to Cooperstown. Um, uh, Canton, Ohio. Canton, Ohio, for me, probably is number one in terms of halls of fame. And we can hitch a ride with my friend Emily. She's actually from Ohio. She goes back every once in a while. Does she really? Yeah, she can drive the cripple van too. No, sure. like seriously, can we? Like, make, <laughs> she. I'm sure she's game. Em- we, we Emily, <laughs> can we make that happen? You and I are Facebook friends. Haven't met yet in person. Another loyal listener. <laughs> yes. Um, but yes, yeah, let's let's make that happen. I pull enough cripple cards in life that I can probably help us benefit somehow in that manner. But um Ooh. Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Oh, that's a solid one too, yeah. For the for the little league Absolutely. World Series. Absolutely. See, that's what I'm saying. I couldn't really do a top five list. I know typically that's what we do, but there's so many of them for, like, us diehard sports fans. Like Placid. I mean, to see the Olympic Center Museum that they have. Yeah. Maybe we should talk to our boy Captain Aruzioni. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, he... Our, I wouldn't call him our boy. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm, no, we don't fucking know the guy. Is he a loyal no. listener? Uh, Let's <laughs> hope so. Um, ooh. God willing. <laughs> ooh. Jason. We got another one. What about, um, regionally speaking, the bean pot? I'm not a huge fan. I've been. You have. Uh, you know, I've, I've I've thought of that. I wouldn't say that that's on my bucket list, but it's definitely something I'd like to uh, Oddly attend. Enough, I went to the 2020 Bean Pot, so Oof. literally right before the world went to crap, and it was it was fun because you have all the college students and the bands up in the balcony. Then you have everyone like we'll call it general admission, quote unquote, you know, in the lower bowl. So you kind of can feel everything going on above you. You can see everything going on, and there is an added sense of urgency with these players because you talked about the uh, fact that a lot of them won't be going into the pros, but those yeah. that are really played their hearts out. I think the game I went to tonight, I went to, it was the double overtime game, maybe triple overtime game. We got out of the garden at like midnight, 1230. Yeah. 
Now, when you go, do you is it like when you buy tickets, do you have to buy tickets for both games that day? No, nope, one game or one like one, one admission. Day. Yeah. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah. How do you feel about the winner classic, John? I like the winner classic. I think if it's in the right stadium, it's cool. Like Fenway Park is going to be awesome. <sighs> Not because of the fact that John Henry's wall is going to be exploding for Linda. Yeah, what the he, fuck is going on? But he won't spend on any, any of his teams. Right. But, like, Buffalo, New York, that was a good call. Pittsburgh, that's a good call. Pretty much any any place in northern America sure. that is a good call. It, having it in California or Texas or Florida, that's... <gasps> Bucket list. <laughs> Bucket list. Uh, Coyotes game in Arizona. Uh, well... No, I'm uh, kidding. One of a few people? <laughs> fucking sucks. <laughs> Uh, and I actually do have an interesting question for this um, this segment because I was thinking about something that um, Michael Felger and Michael Hawley brought up a couple months ago on BST. What if they did, what if they added college stadiums to the Super Bowl rotation? Like, huh. like in other words... Like a Super Bowl in the Horseshoe or something? Yeah. Or, or the Big House? Like or? the Big House in Michigan. Yeah. They used to have it in the Rose Bowl in the 90s, it, I remember. Yeah, yeah. but because a lot of the college stadiums are bigger in actuality than the than the pro stadiums. Sure. So. I, I ha- Go ahead. I have one I just totally forgot okay, about. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Notre Dame, USC. Oh. Notre Dame, USC in South huh. End. Yeah, I would love to see. I mean, that's a big rivalry right there. I mean, that's that's one. I mean, them and, and Michigan are another big one too. Yeah, I, I was just thinking because Notre Dame hasn't been too hot this year, but USC's been really good. Yeah, but probably back in the liner days, that sure. would have been a really fun game to watch. Sure. I mean that that game in what was it? Oh uh, six. Oh six. Right with liner the, and Vince Young. Yeah. yeah, might be the no, best. No, no, no. You're talking about that. I'm talking about the. I'm talking about the Notre like the the Notre Dame game with. Um, oh. I think it was oh five maybe oh six. Charlie with, uh, Weiss and. Yeah, with uh, Brady Quinn as the Brady quarterback, Quinn, and that's yeah. the one where uh, Lindell, Lindell White uh, scored the winning touchdown yeah, the, with uh, being pushed. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It was Lindell White that pushed in Matt Liner in order to. Uh, yeah, the the 05 Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. No, it was just a regular season game. It wasn't. The, yeah, regular season game in South Bend. Uh, Notre Dame was number two. USC was number one. I think it was. It was one two. Yeah. Um, Notre Dame brought out and, and oh my god, it's if you're a Notre Dame football fan, which which I I love me some Notre Dame college football. Um, when Notre Dame comes out with the Kelly Greens, it's a it's a oh, fucking I different game. It is a they love- they use those so few and far between, but it's a big fucking game when they break those out. So, uh, yeah, Notre Dame, USC with the fucking Kelly Green, uh, right under touchdown Jesus. Uh, yeah. Pr- <laughs> praise God. Praise the Lord Jesus. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's my list. So, Yeah, well, um, God, you know, Thanksgiving's coming up, and I'm getting quite hungry. So let's uh, – I'm going to loosen the belt here. Let's take a break, and then we'll come back with our uh, top Thanksgiving sides – I have to include that in there because I mean, because turkey's turkey's the given, right? And, I mean, everyone no, shows no, up no, for no, the turkey. No, no, no. I I have a hot take. Okay, we'll get into that. There's that. gonna be a lot of yelling. I can't wait. Yeah. So a lot of a, lo- a lot of breaking wind. Thinking about this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so we'll be back. We'll get into it. 
All too familiar with pain, all too familiar with pride I've been on my knees six but gotten up seven times It was never even a question of is it gonna be mine It's not a matter of chance, just a matter of time I've been watching the clock, 10,000 hours go by Well everybody, as you know, Thanksgiving is coming up So we have um, quite a few things to be thankful for Happy Thanksgiving everybody Yes, happy Happy Turkey Day Happy U.S. Thanksgiving Yes Um we have a lot of things to be thankful for, and thus we are going to gift you, because it's the unofficial start of the holiday season, if you're sane anyway. Um, I'm thankful for walking. Shut up. <laughs> that is that is prejudice. That is ADA. <laughs> that is non-ADA compliant. I'm okay. thankful uh, to walk. Okay. Okay, the gloves are coming off. Uh, fuck you, Jason. <laughs> I'd have WrestleMania in here. <laughs> fuck you. Well, at least I won't have to worry about a dropkick. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, fuck you has, <laughs> has become a term of endearment. He hits the ropes. Oh, he's <laughs> fallen over because he fucking went through the ropes. Wow. Sergeant Cripples should be my name, my stage name. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, for one, am a resident fat kid. I love Thanksgiving. I love the food. I love, I suppose I should publicly acknowledge I love my family and I love the fellowship. But really, I love the food. So uh, let's get into top sides. And Jason, I think we should not limit this to Top five because we're not doing it justice. No, we we can we know. Well, uh, although you said that the turkey is like the given side of the Thanksgiving Pythagorean. So theory. it's it's theory. not a it's not a side. Obviously, it's the main course, and no, we can. No, no, I said the side of the Thanksgiving Pythagorean theorem. Uh, it's the given side. Yes, it is the given <laughs> side. Yes, and I would actually like to th- something something we can actually talk about. Uh, right Your after lack this. of math skills. No, we can talk about how the turkey is prepared because that's a big fucking oh, deal, right? That, that is. is that is a big thing. That's a big deal, but we'll we'll get into that. I want I want to stick strictly to the sides at the moment. So well. well can I just throw a bonus nugget in there? I mean, you can throw your shit nugget in, absolutely. Uh, John Madden actually invented the turducken. Very true. The, what is it, turkey with a chicken? Yeah, turkey stuffed with chicken. So the ch- the chicken is stuffed inside the turkey. The duck is stuffed inside the chicken, which is stuffed inside the turkey. Right. I have yet to try one. Uh, John, can you can you stop at Road Brothers? I I would help you out, but I mean, given inflation this year, you may want to hold off another couple years. Yeah, (laughs) there's some big ass birds that come through. Um, (laughs) Well, I was. Why is it that turkeys and chickens are the only thing allowed to be on steroids, and no one looks twice? (laughs) Yeah, it's all about increasing that Mm -hmm. size, you know. Fair enough. (laughs) Size does matter. Um, you want those big thighs or not? <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a breast guy myself. <laughs> big thunder thighs. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Jason's apparently a boob guy. I like my chicken big, my chicken and my turkey big breasted. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Don't you like your women big breasted? I hate the or cr- woman, I should say. Cr- crispy skin, too. <laughs> I bet. Crispy skin. Go so, ahead. Um, Continue. Mashed potatoes is my number one side. Yeah, mashed potatoes. Oh my god! I can see you wearing mashed potatoes Shut more up. than you're gonna get them well, in your mouth. Uh, honestly, mashed potatoes are very cripple friendly because they kind of melt before they make a mess. Almost as cripple friendly as fufu, huh? Uh, f- 
I'm not going to insult the African culture because <laughs> by the new year, most of our fan base is going to be on the continent of Africa. Oh, I can't uh, wait. Oh, God. Um, Go ahead. Sorry. Stuffing. But I'm very particular about my stuffing. It has to be either Portuguese stuffing or French meat stuffing. What What the fuck is this shit? French meat. What the hell is wrong with your palate? Like, your palate, your palate is like your vocabulary. Unnecessarily complex. I will say, the Portuguese one actually does sound good. You said it's what? Sausage and chorizo? Linguiça, probably, I would no. think. Sausage, chorizo, and linguiça. Yeah, that sounds good. With, um, it does, but who fucking... Like, all right, whatever. Uh, and then just Google French meat stuffing, and you will not go wrong. I don't think I'm Googling that. I'm definitely I'm not Googling French meat stuffing. <laughs> have, have, have you not had a... <laughs> Jesus For nine ninety five a month, you can uh, find out what it really. Is. What is this Thanksgiving only fans? <laughs> French meat stuffing. <laughs> I can't. I just. I just can't. All right. If people made it this far, this is their present for getting here. <laughs> Jesus Christ, French meat stuffing. Okay, let's rein it back in for a second here. Let's rein it back in. What is Pornhub Thanksgiving edition? <laughs> French meat stuffing. I feel like this is like this is something that they'd serve outside of the World Cup. French meat stuffing. No, no. French, is is this like before or after the donkey show? No, my uh, my former PCA used to make it every year, and it's actually very good. Have you have you not heard of a French meat pie? <laughs> No, I can't. We have to go to break. I can't do this right now. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> this is a hell of a day here. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> all right, all right, all right. We gotta bring it back up. Okay, okay. All right, all right breathe. Okay. Breathe. This, okay. So, okay. stuffing. Well, we'll take your number two. Okay, uh, let's, okay. let's move on. My number is. Does dessert count as a side? Uh, if French meat stuffing does, then yes, dessert counts as a side. Go ahead. I actually prefer banana cream pie. Of course you do. As opposed to pumpkin pie. Or chocolate. Chocolate's no, I'm not good. I'm not a fan of chocolate cream pie. Um, you call me the contrarian. I'm not a fan of chocolate cream pie. <laughs> um, but yeah... And um, Brussels sprouts with bacon, because I feel like anything with bacon is good. Can't that's go a solid there. choice. Yeah. I I might ask my wife to make those. That's that's solid. That's a really yep. yep. It, Kudos to you. Yep. Congrats. And that's the best take you've had on this podcast. And <laughs> and, and it's not really a side. It's more of an d'oeuvre or d'oeuvre. Scallops wrapped in bacon or stuffed mushrooms. Okay. That's a fancy Thanksgiving right there. Hey. Oh, oh, yeah. Or prosciutto. Or prosciutto, however they say it, wrapped um, with any kind of cheese. Uh, is the next thing you're going to mention escargot? No. 
Okay, I'm, I'm just making sure. What, remind me again. What? Snail eggs. How long? It's, 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 it's French again. I mean. I'm telling you, you guys are sleeping on. <laughs> don't, say, don't say it. Don't say it. We're, I, we, we just got back on board. Don't I mean, now I'm in the mood for some scallops and bacon. Not going to lie. That sounds good. That's, that's a good wedding hors d'oeuvre. I don't very know about so. Thanksgiving. Very yeah. much so. Yeah, yeah well, uh, my family's very. French? No, my family, my family is very culinary, um, eclectic. So that, that's pretty much where it stops for me. I mean, of course, uh, honorable mention is leftover sandwiches, which almost kind of is a side because it's almost a whole separate meal. On its own. Gotcha. That's true. Yeah. As an idea, I actually heard someone give me this recipe one time. You take a muffin tin, you stuff the bottom with stuffing, you put mashed potatoes in the middle. Not French meat stuffing. Nope. Mm. Nope. Mm. You layer it with turkey on top, throw it in the oven for a little bit. When it comes out, you top it off with a dab of cranberry sauce. You got Thanksgiving cupcakes. Here's the question. Is it stuffing or dressing? Oh, stuffing. Oh. I mean, you're talking about French meat stuffing, so no, I mean, no, this, no, is, this no, is a real no, question. No, I, I agree. Uh, I, I'm happy with the question. I'm just saying, people that call it dressing, just uneducated. Really? Wow, wow, that's shots fired. Okay, that's a hot take. Yeah, I sound mean, the alarms. Stuffing. It's not called stovetop dressing. It's called stove. Well, they call it. They call it dressing in the South, man. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, but they also go like, I don't know, marrying your second cousin marriage. I mean, it, it's well. Thank you it for sh- just losing all of our viewers in the South now. And it should be they're, they're not intelligent, and they marry their cousins. Right. But we do want to go to their athletic events, right? Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, continue. But somebody rescue this. So I'll give my top five because I said stuffing, 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 and I almost got kicked off the show before I even got on. Yeah. So number one, I am going to say stuffing just because you throw (laughs) gravy on that and you put it on top of turkey. Like, come on, you can't beat that. Number two, you talked about mashed potatoes. My mom actually has a way of doing smashed potatoes. You boil it up, you smash it with a spoon or, you know, a smasher or whatever you call it, and then you throw butter in there. So it kind of has a thicker consistency, the mashed potatoes. So, I mean, that's tomato, tomato at that point. No cream or no, you don't put anything like that. No, we put some, we put a little bit of milk in there. Milk milk and water, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Then green bean casserole with a whole bunch of crispy onions on top. That comes out of the oven. You throw a few more on there. Mm. Uh, Then you you, you need gravy. You need some hot gravy on top. Yeah. I'm getting hungry now. I might go to D'Angelo's and get that Thanksgiving sub at this rate. Yeah, that actually sounds really good. Thanksgiving sub, though. I mean, have that's, that's have we eaten it's today, boring. Jason? Huh? Have we eaten today? I mean, I ate. I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, no, you ate too because I saw half of it on your face while you were walking up. into the van. <laughs> okay, well, um, so, John, what was the controversial one that you were going to save as a surprise? You said the stuffing got exposed, but you were going to save another one for. A surprise. I think it was green bean casserole. Now that I think of it, because I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm going off of what I've had for Thanksgiving. We keep it pretty local. Ooh, that 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 one could cause some issues. Mm. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm a big chocolate cream pie person because simply because of the crust, a graham cracker crust. Oh, 
A good banana cream pie, though, is made with a graham cracker crust. But my aunt did have, um, she used to make lasagna along with turkey. We She'd have a whole, whole bunch of people over. So she'd do kind of a mix of turkey and lasagna, which a lot of people do. Yeah, I've kind of, uh, in full disclosure, my stepmother is uh, Italian. So in the last, you know, number of years, I've been initiated into the Italian Thanksgiving, which includes... As you say, lasagna and raviolis mm-hmm. on top of turkey. So that is a carbohydrate overload, mm. which vastly outdoes tryptophan from the turkey. Yes, it does. Yeah, that but makes you want to fall asleep. As a, uh, I, as a sports show, we have to thank the great late John Madden for the turducken. We do. Yeah. Which is has been avoiding or I've it's been elusive in terms of my culinary palate, but we're gonna get there. We are, yeah. That's gonna be a thing before I die. Yeah. So go ahead, Jason. Okay. So uh, just like in, in regular fashion, I, I actually do have a top five that's so I'm gonna narrow down here. Yeah. All right. So number five. It's going to be the candied yams, but it has uh, to specifically be with the marshmallows on top. Nope. It has to be won't, with the marshmallows. Won't go near it. And you have to you have to take a blowtorch and you have to crisp up the marshmallows. Huh. You know what I mean? Like you have to you have to do oh. it. Those marshmallows have to be crispy because it also you know when you when you heat it up the, the sugar kind of gets in there and kind of. So gets you want a yam s'more, basically. I want a yam s'more. I want to s'more all over the yams. Yep. Yep. Another topic for another day. Yep. Uh, I'm not a s'more guy. Yams. I need I need EMs. Um, number four, we we mentioned it a couple of times. Um, I, I, I again, I feel like we're like googling porn here, but that's going to be stuffing. I'm I'm a big stuffing guy. Like I like stuffing. Um, um, and, and like you said, I'm I'm going to kind of tie into number three here. Okay, I mean, it sounds like in reality, John, it sounds like probably your number one, just based on what you just said. But right. number three is going to be gravy. All right. Now, I kind of view is gravy. Is that a side or is that a condiment? So, it's not a condiment. I mean, because think about it, right? The, the, now, the only acceptable gravy is going to be a homemade gravy used, like, with the, the, the giblets and the, the, the juices from the, the turkey, the gizzards. Yeah, it, all, all that stuff. That has to be in the, in the gravy. You have to make a homemade gravy with that. And you need to slather that on anything. And I, I'm just I'm just seeing the, the look of disgust on your face. No, 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 that just sounds intriguing. I've been half-assing it all these years. I go to the store, get the Heinz gravy. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, <laughs> stop it. What is wrong with you? No. That is like using condensed milk to make chocolate milk. No, in, you, in, my, yeah. in my defense, I usually do high school football every year. So by the time I get home, everything magically is on the table. No, John. No, John. <laughs> you have to do gravy yeah. with the gizzards and the giblets and all, yeah. all, all the hidden treasures. So number three for me is going to be the gravy. I, I got to have gravy on everything. I, but again, I, I got to have gravy on my gravy. I, I, do. I, I could argue that that's a condiment because it's a sauce. No, of course you would. But it's 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 what's inside the gravy that makes it the side. I mean, because it's, it's in itself. Like, it's... Not the turkey. It's, it, okay, we, we could argue of this we, all we day. Can. Anyway. Um, and your marriage cannot afford an all-day argument. No, we can't. Uh, number two, mashed potatoes. And not the smashed potatoes. If you're I, listen, I the like... whipped mashed Exactly. Potatoes. I like my potatoes creamy as fuck. And that, I know... I, whipped, I, I know and cr- whipped and creamy whipped like and your creamy. marriage. Whipped and creamy, yep. 
I, I, and you got to slather the, the, the gizzard and the giblet fucking gravy all over it. And oh my God, I'm just, I'm getting horny thinking about it. <laughs> well, uh, we know you like your chicken and uh, turkey big breasted. So, exactly. Yeah. This is becoming a really like, <laughs> oh, like pornographic <laughs> segment. Right. Like, th- this brings a brand new <laughs> meaning to po- uh, food, food porn. porn. Right? Happy food Thanksgiving. Happy giving of thanks. Now, number one is going to be green bean casserole. Oh, it's got, number one is gonna be green bean casserole. No, 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 no absolutely. No. no, there's two different types of green bean casserole, right? And I, I, I it's gonna be one A and one B for me. Okay, so now my mom used to make like the, it is what it is. It's it's the, the the. The, the frozen green beans with the the French's. Um, oh, that's okay because John uses yeah. soap gravy. You know, with the the crunchies like the that's crunchy how, onion strings. That's how I make cream bean casserole. Yep. and then it's all the 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 the, the cream of mushroom yep. soup, right? That's how you make it. Now, my wife is actually so my full disclosure. My wife went to culinary school, right? And she kind of she looked at this and. Her 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 mother is an executive an executive chef, you know. So they they looked at me and she uh, went to culinary school and got a side of Jason. Yeah, so. Uh, maybe it was the main course though. Um, I, I, I'm not. A, I'm not a snack. I'm a fucking meal. Right? Anyway. That's not in the opening promo for the show. <laughs> but um, I, I digress on that. We do mention um, strippers and blow. But so, Happy Thanksgiving, right? But so she she looked at this and she's like, "What the fuck is this? Why is everything canned?" And I'm just like, "Well, it's because mom's a great cook." And she just looked at me like it was fucking crazy. So she made her own, right? And I, I, I don't even know what the fuck she calls it, but it's, it's like a homemade, like what you would use the cream, the cream of mushroom soup. She, she would make the, like, make it homemade, and I, I, she calls it something. I don't even know what it is. I'll have to ask her. Onion sauce? No, not onion. What? No, it's, 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 it's a culinary term, and I just can't, I, I can't think of it. Onion jizz. No, you sick fuck. Anyway, um, and then the you know the the mushrooms in there. Anyway, it's 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 a it's a it's a, I guess it's for lack of a it's a, it's a healthier alternative. But is it really healthier? I don't think so. But it's, I don't think so. It's still fucking amazing. Um, I do have an honorable mention. I do have an honorable mention as far as the, the my favorite Thanksgiving sides, and it's it, it's not that I I hate this whatsoever, but it's it's just kind of a every year tradition, and that's just watching the Detroit Lions lose on Thanksgiving. Uh. I think this year's game could actually be really fun to watch. You think so? Yeah. Who who else thinks that? Who, who are they playing? So it's gonna be the Bills and the Lions. Yeah, and it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a oh my god! It's gonna be they're gonna destroy them. You would think that, but I the, don't think so. The okay. Lions' offense is surprisingly really good with uh, Williams and Swift, but. You look at the Bills' offense. I mean, they're going to go ahead and blow doors off the Lions' defense, the worst in the league. So realistically, you could be talking about a fifty-two forty-five game. Which yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. So you, take the over. I mean, not that I'm not going to hold that against you, but you were really looking that we're going into the sports side of this. I mean, locker talk and filtered, right? Yeah. But you, you really think that the the Lions? I mean, were they I think decent? That, you think that they're going to hang forty on the fucking Bills? Maybe not forty, but thirty-five somewhere around there. You think that's thirties? Yeah. Okay. Well. I think that so you're smashing the over on that one. I think that Vikings, sure. gotcha. Vikings Patriots night game could be a sneaky good night game, and it's yeah. not because I'm a Patriots homer. It's because the Patriots have surpassed my expectations with Matty P and Joe. I might as well be Mike Judge, uh, doing co coordination for the offense and the Vikings. Obviously, aren't as powerful as we once thought. 
But I have a I have a Thanksgiving themed question. Okay. Canned or uncanned cranberry sauce? Neither. Canned. Neither. See, I'm on the canned train, but why are you neither? Are you not? I, I don't like it. I just don't. I don't like it. Oh. Cranberries for me. I mean, cranberry juice is probably about as much of the cranberry world that I get, and in, in you know, cranberry artificial flavoring, just because I'm stupid and fucked up. But um, for me, it's it's almost like strawberry for me, right? So like strawberry, like and not to get off on a tangent here, but strawberry, I, I like I like more of the artificial flavoring, like a strawberry syrup or something like that. Like the candy. Or- yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to just actually biting into a fresh strawberry. I, yeah, no, I'm not a fan. No. Um, but yeah, so. While we're, I, I, I had mentioned it. I had mentioned that we're going to kind of get into it a little bit. But here's my question. How do you prepare the turkey? I mean, that's that's a question in of its own, right? And there's so many ways to do that. Here's the question. Yep. Do you do you put the butter on top of the skin or do you stuff the butter? In- oh, you stuff the butter inside. The hell if I know. Like I said, I get home and the thing's already done. <laughs> dude, dude, you, like, your Thanksgiving is the the adult Equivalent of Lunchables. You're using subpar gravy. That's basically like the Yoo-Hoo of gravy. Which, by the way, Yoo-Hoo is a terrible. Yoo-Hoo of gravy. Stop it. Yoo-Hoo is amazing. It is. It's like water diarrhea of chocolate milk. You people don't know what good chocolate. Have you seen half the shit you eat? (laughs) (laughs) What are you drinking over there in that red can there? Watermelon Red Bull. What's in your fridge right now? It's like the fucking <laughs> no, United Nations no, no, in your no, no. fridge at the moment. That, that is not me. That is my <laughs> staff uh, s- supplying their own food for their own yeah. cultural um, reverence. Yeah. Well, so f- for me, you're, you're the, the turkey. But you- so you don't like my palate because... I like feta cheese on watermelon. No, I don't like your palate because it's like a hundred dollars to make anything that you want. Like you're, you're, like you're talking like, like I want like black truffles on my fucking mac and cheese. Like scallops and bacon on Thanksgiving. I'm, right. Hey, listen, I don't like mac and cheese really. I'm, I'm lost. I know. John, John just. I just muted your mic. You're done. You're done. Here's the only question with mac and cheese. Oh, there's two. One, can you put buffalo sauce on it? Yes. All right, you can have your mic okay, back. Okay, you burned it. I got your mic back. And two, can you ever have enough of it? No. no. Yes. Um, yes and yes. So I remember one Thanksgiving. Um, we had – so we, we typically do – in my family, we typically do two birds. Uh, one of them is usually deep fried, which is killed fantastic. two birds with one stone? Yeah, well, I don't actually kill the bird. Uh, my, my brother-in-law almost killed the bird on Thanksgiving morning. Uh, there was a fucking turkey that actually went in his, his backyard, and he it was hunting season. He Actually, no, it wasn't hunting season, and that's the reason he didn't do it, but he almost fucking sniped it, and we almost cooked it that day. But anyway um, – it didn't happen. Fried, it should have happened, but it didn't happen. Fried turkey? So, yeah, we, we deep fry ours, and that's the way I prefer it. But we do it. We usually do a second one, right? I've never had fried turkey. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll bring you some. Um, but it, we usually do a second one. Is it better than fried chicken? Sorry. Yes. I, I love fried yes. food. Yes, it is. Yes. Better um, than fried chicken? Um, now we're really insulting our southern lizards. So, but so we have a second turkey, and usually my wife does a bacon-wrapped turkey, which is, which is awesome. But one year, um, you know... My my brother's now ex girlfriend, you know that we almost died, and I mean we almost died more than that relationship did. That's that's for sure. Um, but she had made. Um, we're not going to name names. Just I don't. I don't think she. I don't think she listens. But you know, go fuck yourself. Uh, if she, if you do, go fuck yourself. Um, but 
She did a like a garlic infused fucking turkey, and it was oh, it oh. was absolutely inedible. It was the the most inedible. And I love garlic. I'm a garlic guy, and it was it was inedible. It was just way too much garlic. It was overpowered garlic. It, it was it, there was more garlic than turkey, which is impossible because I mean it was like a thirty pound bird, and there was fucking garlic everywhere. I mean garlic in every crevice of the bird that you can think of. Oh. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's definitely not a way to make the turkey. But for me, it's deep fried. Was it more inedible than the Clark Griswold family turkey? Is that even a thing? Like, does anyone like? I mean, this may be a stupid question. It but has is, to be. Is that a thing? Like, does that happen? Drying up the turkey so But bad? Uh, like, yeah, like fucking you. You cut it open and it just explodes like like a fucking blooming onion almost. Like, I, I have to say, I would I would venture to say yes. That's that's a, a question mark. I don't know. That's Google. Why not? So, well, but, but how do you like your bird? How, what do you what do you typically do with your bird? Well, again, in full disclosure, I've never had fried turkey, but I've always wanted fried turkey. So I'm more of a traditional bird person. But the better question is, white meat or duck meat? Because Again, we're talking about things that there is much debate over because yeah. you, you have the dark meat people and then you have the white meat. Um, I feel like I'm the both. dark meat has more flavor, whereas the white meat has more substance. That, that's And that's yeah, why, that exactly. I'm, I'm a both kind of guy. For, for a turkey, for, for a chicken, uh, again, off topic, but for a chicken, it's dark meat, and specifically dark meat. That's fine. I, I mean, I love them big breasted, but I, you know, I, you know what I mean? You I, know, I, I only taste it. I, I don't need it all, you know? So for me, it's it's dark meat on a chicken, but on a turkey, on a well, turkey, you know what it's, they it's say both. about boobs, right? If it fits in your hand, it's a good size. Anything more than that is overdoing it. I'm, then your boobs are a great size. They fit in my hand. <laughs> um, I have large hands, too. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's, tur- tur- turkey. It's 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 white and dark at the same time. It's multicultural turkey. I like the combo. Yeah, yeah, yeah solid. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, that's that's my idea of Thanksgiving. Well, yeah. Um. Also, I've had a couple seafood items on Thanksgiving. Stop it! I'm about to meet your mic again. No. Stop it! No. <laughs> no. No. Okay, and on that note, before there's, you know, celebrity death match. What, are you going to stuff the turkey with salmon? Like, no, 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 no. What the hell's no, wrong no, with you? No, no, no. But anyway, people, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy uh, Thanksgiving. We have plenty of things to be thankful for, and we will see you next week. I, I'm thankful for swing juice. Yes. I'm thankful for swing mm-hmm. juice. I am very thankful for Swing Juice. And you can be thankful, too, with uh, your next purchase on Swing Juice if you actually use the code LockerTalk20. LockerTalk20. And uh, you may not like your in-laws, but you sure as hell going to love those ugly sweaters that you're going to bring to the in-laws. You will, yes. Um, be thankful for 20% off of your order, and you're welcome. There's one, uh, sweat- there's one sweater in particular that's perfect. It's ho-ho-hole-in-one. Um, or yeah. the keeping with the trend, or yeah. the just ballin' Rudolph, uh, sweater. Awesome. So locker talk, um, twenty gets you twenty percent off your order, and uh, also 
you have the option of rating us five stars, and you have the option of uh, further supporting this podcast during the holiday season uh, by hitting the support button, which enables us to um, further produce higher quality programming. Um, again, by hitting the support and then, you know, donating a monthly, it's monthly, right? It's monthly. Yep. Monthly contributions. Maybe we'll have uh, the ability to do that live podcast at that point, the elusive live podcast. No, 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 the, the, the on location podcast. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, people, we have, um, a couple big things coming up at the turn of the, or at the arrival of the new year. So stay tuned and enjoy that turkey. And like I said, legally, I think we have to say enjoy your family and friends. Also, uh, real quickly, Friendsgiving, yay or nay? Yeah, oh, yay. Oh, yay. We did Friendsgiving, me and my friends, uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah. You well, have to have friends ago. in order to do that, which is why I haven't done it in a while. But, yeah. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Although I feel like we do daily Friendsgiving. <laughs> Something like so, that. So, yeah. Daily Man but, Cave Candy. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, just fat kids getting fatter. Exactly. Um, but yeah, as always, we love you. We like you. Have a great holiday and, um, don't be sorry. Just be better. Well, yeah, whatever don't else be you so- say. Yeah. 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 Anyway. So we'll, uh, see you next week. Bye. Have a good one.